0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See
1: official rules at frito <sighs> Hello, friends. What is Moneyball Group Therapy? What in the sweet hell was that? Dallas Mavericks. Those of you who are joining me live uh, know that the Mavericks just fell in overtime to one twenty one fourteen. Those of you who are joining on the podcast have likely consumed a day of content trying to make sense of this unbelievably bad loss to a team that is actively trying to lose when it comes to franchise stuff. Uh, kind of don't know how to recap the game because Luka Doncic had a 40-point a game where he also gave up the game-tying bucket because he can't fucking pay attention on defense. But then again, the rest of the Mavericks also happen to really suck. Um, And what the the previous two losses, you know, it's both Thunder and to the Magic, both of whom are teams that have no incentive to win. What this tells me is that the previous 15 games – are where the Mavericks can get to, but they got a little high on their own supply. Chris Epps is actually important to this team, contrary to what a lot of us would like to believe. And the Mavericks are just not there yet. Now every team, every team can, can stumble. It's possible. In fact, it's, it's, you know, it's going to happen, frankly. And I've been waiting on some of these losses. No one likes waiting on losses. I really enjoyed the win streak because, frankly, it benefits me when the Mavericks win. We just had our largest month ever at Mavs Moneyball Podcast, like by significant margins, kind of wild. Um, so these losses, people just don't listen. They don't tune in. It's only for us hardcore nut jobs who really like bitching about this sort of stuff. But here we are. We're going to talk about this together, and I want to hear what your thoughts are because there's a whole lot of places we could go. I do want to at least mention on the front end that I don't really want to hear a ton of talk about the refs, the refs were bad. I I, I need to get that out of the way, but maybe just maybe if Luca could shut the fuck up, he would get calls. I don't know. Wild concept. Okay. Coming up first. uh, Let's bring on my man, Sam. How are we doing, Sam? What's
3: going on? Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I can say or a lot of ways I can go. But, um, you know, this is just unacceptable. Like, back-to-back losses against two of the worst teams in the league. I mean, the fourth quarter was almost identical as far as just, like, we're playing the Thunder. We're not playing a big guy like a an Anthony Davis or a Joel Embiid, which we're actually going to play on Friday, so I'm nervous about that. They have no protection,
1: but we're not taking the t- <laughs> Friday is horrifying. I'm going to drink.
3: Oh yeah, I, I could see uh what he had a 50 and 12 and 27 minutes, he could multiply that like in 12 minutes against our bigs. So like that that's a problem, but like we didn't take it to the basket. We only shot I think three free throws in the second half. Yeah, it
1: was pretty bad. Like like that that's where the rough stuff comes into play where it's just like are we just not going to call stuff and and the answer my, uh, was apparently no, we're not going to call stuff.
3: Yeah, but even then, though, still, it's just like it's, it's three free throws. I mean, we literally did the same thing we did on Sunday. They, and and the, the thing is, the open shots, that's the problem. they get an open shots, they're just not hitting them. Like, Dorian Finney-Smith, I love the dude. I don't want to overreact, but man, the man had three points in
1: 43 minutes. Like, him and Maxie, if you look at their box score, zero free throws between the two of them, and they each played 42-plus minutes.
3: Yeah, that's that's not going to work. Like, and I don't want to always say make a trade for the sake of making a trade, but we've been saying it for the last two and a half years now. And it's like at some point, you know, again, don't want to overreact. Cause they have played good, but the goal for this team at this point is to get out the first round this year, like with everything that's gone on in the West with the Lakers, Clippers, everybody with injuries. If we don't get out the first round this year, like that's just a more of an indictment on Mark cuban. That's just more of an indictment on the whole organization. Uh, coach and staff, you can even throw Luke in there as great as he's played. You know, he gotta stop bitching at the refs. Just, you gotta let some shit go. Like, that's just, that's just what it is. They, they gotta get out the first round this year. I don't care if they play Utah, Denver, Memphis, they gotta get out the first round. I don't even care about the championship at this point because we we're, we're, we're not as good as Golden State. We're definitely not as good as Phoenix. And that's that. So, I, I don't I don't even know what else to say like this
1: it's just unexcusable that we, we lost the way that we lost. I mean bad losses. So when I'm done being lunatic, me, which I, he's going to come back just so everyone's unaware. When you look at it, like bad losses happen. This is where we lived in October and November. We were all in here every night because the Mavericks looked terrible at both ends of the floor. What I am legitimately concerned about is how this team, and granted. I think I know the answer. They played really really good defense for a stretch because they were playing really bad teams in no small part. I mean, granted beating like the the Warriors and beating the Bulls is really cool, but then they also beat like the Kings, like there's some bad teams that they beat. So I think where I where I find myself really frustrating or frustrated is that the defensive gains that they had for 20 games since the 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 war the Warriors lost every single game. They've given up a ton of points and looked bad on defense. Yeah,
3: and and like I said, it's, the problem is if if they were looking because I'll say this, I don't think they've been that bad on defense. Because like even the Magic game, they really just had a bad quarter, and that's what killed them. But like for the most part, it's the offense. I mean, Luca's getting guys open shots. Mm-hmm they not like Maxie isn't hitting shit. <laughs> like not hitting nothing. Dorian, yeah. I don't know what happened to Dorian. He had like a
1: high stress there, but now he's like he's cold as the weather outside right now. He can't hit nothing. My 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 theory, my not even remotely appropriate theory, is that his his last year when he had his his uh when he had the baby, he was shooting like forty five percent for like six weeks because he was on that newborn high, and now he's dealing with like teething or something terrible and he's tired like that's an awful theory but that's where my-
3: hey I, I'll, I'll take anything at this point because I, I don't know what's happened to him like like I said I like Dorian because where he came from where he started to where he's at now but like the, the problem is like who's going to take a, a, our players are trash like I'm sorry like, who's going to want our players unless you get like a first round pick with them, which I don't want to do
1: right Like
3: Josh Green nobody wants Josh Green no <laughs> like what can we do we want to keep Jalen Brunson. If we sign Jalen Brunson in the offseason, if we sign Dorian Finney Smith, that's our team for the next two, three. Right. Years. So, so, like, and that this team ain't winning no damn championship. So, I don't know. It's, it's not my decision to make. That's Cuban and those guys. So, I don't know. Well,
1: Sam, thank you for joining. Appreciate the thoughts. Hey, not a problem. You have a good night. You too, buddy. All right. Coming up next, uh, we're going to bring on. I see Josh. Hi Josh. How are you tonight? Welcome back to the show. Hit that unmute button for us. How's it going, man? I'm good. Thank you for uh joining the show tonight. No problem. I appreciate you having me
4: on. Uh man, I, I just really I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I caught the last half uh, the last half of the game tonight. Oh. And uh I got off late. But uh it seems like I know, I know they love that uh, pass to the open man for three. Whenever, whenever it comes up, you know you, you the the defenders coming at you, you pass it, pass it, and they have that extra pass to the open man. I just think sometimes, man, occasionally, especially in that fourth quarter, they really be going shot for shot, three for three, and it, it doesn't always have to be like that because just like, just like the the ball is open and just like the ball is open from the three point line. Man, you're only a step or two away from the basket, and whenever whenever you down five, sometimes you just need that two to get you going. Uh there was one, there was uh there was an early three from uh from Reggie, and I know he hit he hit that uh that tie that I think it was a, to put us up or tie right before. Yeah, right put, before us up, uh,
1: put us up put us up
4: two. Yeah, put us up two. But I, but I think he missed, he missed the first one coming out of overtime. I think, no, 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 no. It was the one, that that was the one I'm talking about. That was the one I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not a bad shot. Cause I mean, he just hit the, he hit the, he hit the last one, but they had just, they had just, we had just went down three. mm -hmm. Occasionally I just think, man, you got to get that two and we can come, we can get a stop. Our defense isn't the defense from the past two years. Our defense has definitely improved. We have more. We have more tricks in the bag, as, as you say. As 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 I said this year, I feel like
1: sometimes we don't have to go shot for shot. So, and that's really all uh, I have to say. So it's worth looking if you get an opportunity later, Josh. Look at the box score because yes, what what happened to the Mavericks is they stopped playing Dwight Powell at all, and Reggie, yes, <laughs> Reggie, they I basically ran. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, you're, of course, of course. Don't apologize. This is great. One of the things that's crazy to look at is the fact that the Mavericks were running a lineup where Maxi was center and and Luco was power forward. They For went sure. super small and just just you know, kid was trying to ride this lineup, and I just uh, the guys were tired at the end. And and, and you sure. know, I don't, I don't like want to make right. I don't want to make that excuse, but it's just. Man, like I, I, I would like for some more selfishness from Luca, even though he scored thirty or he scored forty. Hell, good lord. Um, but there were like opportunities where he passed out of kind of open layups, at least what I felt were close for. So like I know the sort of shots that you're talking about because that Reggie three that started the the overtime, it wasn't like. Uh, it wasn't close like it was actually terrible yeah. like it went like one of those like like threes that feels like a turnover because i really don't feel bad because he,
4: hit, he he just hit one i was like go ahead and take it but you know if yeah mean I, I just i'm one i'm one of those people that if you're gonna
1: take it you got to make sure you make it because you have an option right in front of you hundred percent i i'm with you there because the the, the decision making and the really it's the lack of shot making you know, it's like they hit one to send him in overtime or really to give them the lead and then Luca's the one who gave up the shot then you for get overtime. the same shot and then yeah yeah it's
4: because it, the one that sent him to overtime was a wide open one and then he got that same wide open shot off the extra pass and yep. didn't knock it down and hey and, and, and Reggie, Reggie was balling out tonight I, I I loved it whenever he whenever he hit that one to tie tight and I was going crazy I'm not gonna lie like I said I missed the first part the first half of the game so I'm gonna have to go back and look but for sure, man, I'm definitely going to i am check out what you're looking at. I think you might have put
1: – I do not recommend watching the first half. The first half oh. will make you angry.
5: <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> hey, maybe I won't check it out then. But hey, I am I'm, i love the game. I, lo- I love watching my Mavericks. So, you know, uh, any, any extra time, it, it goes straight to them. So, hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. I'm going to let somebody else come on, but I'll be back. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. I hope you, hope you do come back.
1: Talk soon. Yes, okay, sir. coming you. up next, what do we got here? Woo, hello. We have a lot of requests all of a sudden. Um, I'm just going to uh, flow in order then. Chris, how are we doing, my friend?
6: I'm good, Kirk. How you doing?
7: Yeah.
1: You know.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I have to keep reminding myself since the loss that, you know, relax, it's just basketball. You have your health still. If I have to keep telling myself that, this is just this is just Look, bad. This is like worse than the Kings lost. If I mean, the Mavericks just, kill you, do you have your health? That's a question <laughs> for the crowd. I'm getting more gray hairs, I can tell you that. So, But, man, if they're, if they're not careful, man, with KP being out, and I think he's going to be out past All-Star break. Maybe I don't too.
8: know.
6: Next several games, if they're not careful, they're going to be shitting the bed so much, they're going to have a, several loads of laundry waiting for them by All-Star break. So, they need to do something different. I mean, this... Just, oh my God. We're up two. And that massive run, 11 2 run, I felt great. You know, you're up two. Just put fucking Bobon in. put, uh, I'll probably put Bobon in over Moses Brown. J- just do something. But I mean, we give up uh, two points in like a split second. And the whole, and I don't know, Lucas hit those butter, buzzer beater threes, but we had seven seconds. It's not like we had one second left, you know? It, I just, I just don't get it. So I'm, I'm very frustrated. Um, Mavs are just not wanting that fourth seed. We have not, the last time we got what well, the third seed was 2011. We've never got, you know, I know there's 30 games left, but Jesus Christ, the the Utah jazz are basically just handing it to us right now to, to take the reins in the fourth spot. And I know them and Denver are playing right now. So, so it's either, yeah, Denver's already passed us right now. We're back on the, back at the sixth seed. Um, it's, this is just frustrating that we just cannot – just out of the how good we played in January that we can't, you know, take hold of this and stay, get get the fourth seed, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just frustrated. I'm
1: just – You just, should be. This um, is
6: awful. This because sucks. Fucking, uh, what is what is it, a Wednesday? Okay, Friday. God dang. I mean, Embiid's going to put Powell and Maxi in the damn torture chamber. Like, eh. how in the hell are we going to guard – if you're losing against the fucking Thunder here, and you yeah. have two days off before that to, to stew on the fucking Orlando Magic game, I mean, this is bullshit. And Luca has 40 points tonight. I know we made some mistakes at the end, but damn it, he had 40 points tonight. Like somebody else needs to step the fuck up. Like sure. Oh, man. But okay. Yeah. I'll let somebody else talk. I don't even know what to say. I'm like so mad or not just even talking about it. this therapy is actually, is making it worse for me.
1: Sorry. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Right. I normally after I say it, I feel better. It's but okay. I got to
6: breathe. and I'll listen to other people bitch about it. It, me, it might make me feel better, but me talking about it. I'm getting so pissed off right now. Just two losses <laughs> like this. It feels like a six game losing streak. Mm. These kind of losses back to it, back. It feels like a six game losing streak right now. So
1: well, I understand. Well, thanks Chris. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Losing to two tanking teams in a row is indicative of a team that is either trying to make it all start and get there, which I think is part of it because they're tired. Um, the, the Porzingis injury when you're playing against certain types of teams really exposes, um, just the lack of, of aspects of their depth. It just causes a cascade of problems. Part of this is my fault. I, uh, I can see him here in the chat. My man, Kenny, uh, Who who everyone should send good thoughts to because he's up in the middle of the night with a new baby a lot. I told him like three games ago, hey, the Mavericks are really rebounding well. And then of course they've just (laughs) they've been murdered on the board since I said that out loud. So if anybody's fault, it's my fault. Um, Okay, coming up next, let's go with. uh, I'm just gonna go in order because I see a lot of my regulars. Brett, what's up, buddy?
9: Hey, Kirk. Uh, Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna skip the complaining about you know the roster construction because. I mean that's not change. It's not going to change. Not really much. I like. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's just not much to say at this point, about about that aspect of the team. Like it's the same players that we've had for years. It's. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. I mean, I mean it could, but like I don't think there's any chance that that'll happen. Um. Yeah. I mean, I and, and I know you said you said you didn't want to talk about the refereeing much, though. I do think it was pretty egregiously bad. Um. And my feeling is that while yes, I find Luca, you know, complaining frustrating. There are occasions when, as a coach, you have to like take the technical foul for your star. Huge um, point. And then so, Huge when, point. so so when so when so when, so when Luca was going for the rebound and Dort undercut him in the air, that should have been a flagrant one. Um, I mean, like that is an egregiously bad foul. It was very. It was bad. not, it, it, and it wasn't even like, and and like especially when that happens to a star player. Kid has to get fired up, yell at the refs, get a tech there early in the first half, because that when that happens in a game, then players will generally get more calls after that. Like if you get an early tech, like then like, like not the player, but it's like when Luca complains, the refs are just gonna be like, "Oh, which just Luca complaining." Kid like doesn't get techs. Like him, nope. him getting mad in that situation would be like, we need to start calling it a little bit closely. Um, because we're concerned that like there's player safety issue. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, and and there were multiple times like same time like Chris got undercut on a hard foul. Luca yes. got like thrown to the ground. Um, Maxi did too. Yeah. I mean, like it it was like in the first half there were like 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 multiple like half a dozen moments where I thought it was just it was like an egregious level of physicality by like a young inexperienced like. Thunder team, like the Thunder aren't doing that in like a dirty way. They're not trying to injure anyone. They're just young and like not that coordinated and like like flying around out there because they play with energy. Um, but that's something like that refereeing wise. You have to get under control or early. And if the refs aren't going to do that, as a coach, you have to you have to take that technical early. Like it's the same way to me that 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 like when you, if you're in like a baseball manager. And your team, you know, is getting a bad strike zone early, and you have players that are like starting to like draw with the ump- umpires. Like as a manager, you have to get yourself ejected on that. Like yeah. you have to take the fall because then it will help your team in the in the long term.
1: Well, it would also help our team because uh, because Sweeney is a better coach than Jason Kidd, but I'm
9: not. <laughs> here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I won't disagree with you on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like. Obviously, Luca struggled on defense in this game, as he said himself. Like this is one of his worst defensive games of the year. Though I feel like you people will, will complain about the star not doing enough in any loss, and I worry that that'll that's what happens in these in these kind of losses. Where obviously, like you know, Luca gave up that you know that lay, easy layup at the end, but he also had 40 points and was like the only effective offensive player like Brunson. Yeah. Okay, like Brunson today had a game where I think that someone who is like, if you didn't watch the game and you look at the box score, you would think like Brunson had a pretty solid Brunson game. had a
1: great then, start to the fourth quarter. He was yeah, unbelievable he, he, for about six minutes.
9: Like, yeah. But other than that in the game, he like someone, I don't remember who was on Twitter, but someone has mentioned like that he was like basically doing like the Porzingis treatment, like standing in the corner. And I was like, Yes, that's because he's turned the ball over like seventeen times. Yeah. Like like he and and this and, and it's something that like it's not when he struggles, it for some reason doesn't like look egregiously like eye test wise. It doesn't look like I never watch a game and think like wow Brunson's like doing poorly. And then you look at the box score and then he, he scored twenty points on eighteen shots, and then he turned the ball over like seven times to like three assists. Like yeah. that's yeah. not a, like that's, that's a not game. a good game. Like, it's a bad
1: game. It's actually yeah. very counterproductive. I mean, at least he was plus three to Luca's negative seventeen and to and Dorian's were, negative thirteen. But yeah,
9: and I'm, not, I'm not. And there, there are, multi, there are so many times where he catches the ball in a position where he is open for a three point shot. He pump fakes, jab steps, dribbles into a worse, more contested two, and like he's not a bad three point shooter. He's. It's not like he doesn't have. A th- like I know he's not comfortable at it, but those are shots that with with Carlisle, he would not have like he would have taken those threes more he would I don't have know. he would have been discouraged to take those bad twos and like yes he's he does hit like twos at a higher rate than other players but that does not mean that that's a better shot than taking that open three well i
1: mean it's over 4 from 3 like his three point well, yeah. shooting is very bad it's it's but so is the rest of the teams, and so yeah, like it, it's it's difficult for me to get super nitpicky on Brunson because they rely on him so much. Yeah. But I don't know how many more games we have to see. There's a lot of talk in the chat about this. He's just not very effective against tall defenders, nope. and it's 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 wild.
9: He's really great when the other team has like a six-two point guard. Like he can body you up. He can like he can get in the paint. He can like you know hit those mid-range shots. But then you put a wing on him and he just can't. No. And no. then like, and then those shots are way more contested. He's and he's he's never like when people people talk about like the Mavs need for like another playmaker and refer to Brunson as a playmaker. he's a ball handler. He's not a playmaker.
1: Well, he he's been much better about making the pass because he's been given the green light to make those passes.
9: Yeah, year. but 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 I still think, but he's not like creating open looks in the way that like you know an elite playmaker does. Sure. Like, sure. Like, I understand. Like he, he doesn't regularly draw a second defender. No, he's not. He's not like, like uh, opposing teams are perfectly content to let him go one-on-one with whatever defender he ends up on, because that is a, a better look for the, for their defense than, than any kind of like hedge or any kind of double, like in, in a way that like you would hope that there, because the, the, the Mavs don't really have anyone, besides Luca or Porzingis on the, you know, when he's like really doing well in the post that like will draw more than like one defender.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is just a frustrating, it's just such a frustrating loss. I mean, Chuck Cooperstein yeah. tweeted about this. This is going to be one of those losses where if they're like one game out, they're
9: going to kick themselves and they should, they should. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and to me it's, I don't know. Like it, it's the kind of, it's it's still the kind of thing that, that I always wish that as an organization that you'd have like more shame for these kind of losses. And I don't like know really how that's exactly expressed, but like when you lose back to back games, like your pride should hurt and oh, like Oh it should, but and, you like, got the coach
1: Jason Kidd
9: shitting on it uh, Like like close game quotes. He's he's yeah, he, he says something along the lines of like uh, that like he that he wasn't they weren't mad when they, they gave up that two to like tie and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like he was like, We saw the shot to win the game at the end. Like like you just gave up like a like a wide open layup. Like you should be very you should be embarrassed. You should be like like that was embarrassing. Like that we we will never let that happen. Like like you have to I mean and this is just like solely even solely as like a we're like communicating with the fans aspect of it. Like you have to express that embarrassment i think in a way that like i mean i feel like this like not in a like in american sports outside big markets that doesn't happen like i just don't think like outside you know like new york you know whatever like that those kind of media markets like that stuff doesn't happen like where coaches players kind of do that kind of like humbling in public like lucas said like obviously when you struggle you'd be like yeah it's my bad you know we got to do better next time but like you should convey the um, embarrassment do you feel when you w- w- when you have the, those kind of losses? For
1: sure. Well, I mean, I don't think you know. The problem is the owner has no shame, so yeah. why would they? You know, he, he yelled at a poor kid. I mean, it was well, yeah jest. But on a Wharton business call the other day, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like, hey friends, quit quit going on these things. You know, that's my that's my thought. Quit talking to the Rotary Club or the uh, the the Richardson County Moms you know club meeting, whatever the hell he gets invited to. Good Christ uh thank you brett no problem yep. yeah you too i mean well as good as we can have you know how it goes okay coming up next see if we got anybody else Remember to, are if you want to invite yourself hit your uh hit that uh speaker request button there at the bottom and i'll bring you up and you can feel free to speak your piece coming up next jose jose how you doing i hope you don't have to go to work tomorrow
10: uh, i actually don't i put in a two-day vacation for the rest of the week so I'm outstanding. Off. Uh, how you
1: you? Uh, you know, I'm drinking, so, you know, things
10: could be better, but they could be. <laughs> Same here. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. Uh, m- mind if I do quick plugs real quick before I discuss this game? Of course not. Game. Go right ahead. Already. So if you didn't know me, Rolo and Jazz uh, host a Mavericks pregame show on Twitter, Spaces. So if you like to join that and talk a little bit about the X factors and predictions for the game, please join us. And also, me and Rolo were just recently on the Maz Outsiders podcast, and we put out a great episode, in my opinion. Might, I like maybe- the I like the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Man, maybe it's because, you know, we were on there. No, I'm just playing. Uh, the outsiders are great on their own, but that dynamic was just amazing. But Good. anyways, check that out. But, uh, back to this. So when, when you come off losing against the magic and you have two days of rest and you come out, and play with no heart, no real control of the game. And Luca, to me, w- was complaining a lot. I know the referees were bad, but it's just the the constant theme with Luca is that he complains so damn much that it kills the momentum for the team. And I, I hate, I hate it. I just I just want somebody to get on his ass and put I'm him noodling writing
1: something about the game, but I don't know if I should. Um, I don't really love the idea that I have in my head, but Luca, is it like it's such a double edged sword because he is at once the reason why you're in the game, but he's also the reason why you lose the. game.
10: That's a big one. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I fell asleep a couple times watching this game, but conveniently enough, I woke up when we forced uh overtime, and I watched the whole entire entire overtime series, and I was just disgusted by what I had seen. But other than that, I don't I don't really have much. I really appreciate you bringing me up tonight, Kirk. It's your thing, and we're gonna to have to talk about your your in game narcolepsy. It, it it concerns me. I'm just kidding.
1: Um, we'll be back here. I hope you come back on Friday, okay?
10: Oh, I'll I'll definitely be here. And uh, also, uh, for, uh sorry, I, I forgot to say this, but all all my Dallas people, be please be safe, please stay warm, and that's all I got. Yes, sir. Talk soon, buddy. Um. Yeah, y'all don't y'all
1: don't want to hear my snow thoughts because it's raining outside and it's making me mad. But alas, I am new here. Well, I'm new. You know, I'm I I've been stuck in Virginia for a while, so I don't remember how snow is in the south. Coming up next, uh, Mavs Moneyball contributor Matt Phillips.
2: What's up, my friend? Uh, this is not a good day. Um, this is so. First, we had the the dark news which is just heartbreaking that he feels like he should have quit two years earlier and he'd be able to play soccer with his kids, which is uh, just, like I said, heartbreaking to hear. And then uh, this is a small thing, but Tim McMahon tweeted, you know, how great it was that Luca is willing to take responsibility for his defensive struggles in this game and everything. And I mean, on the one hand, it is. But on the other hand, Luca being willing to take responsibility in a press conference has never been an issue. Luca changing the behavior that leads to him needing to take responsibility in the press conference after the game has always been an issue. I mean, so this is something just that I hear all the time is, you know, oh, you know, he said, I got to do better. I got to do better. But if you do the same thing again apologizing doesn't help if you don't change your behavior that led to the need for the apology. And then really the only other thing I got, cause I'm going to try to be a little briefer than I normally am. Um, have you looked at Dorian's numbers for his last 12 games? Cause they are ugly. Yeah.
1: They, yeah. It's, it's Dorian Dorian Finny brick. It's so not I'm, good.
2: Yeah. I'm going to throw a couple things out there. One in his last 12 games now, including today, he's averaging 8.2 points a game on sub 40% shooting from the field. And he is a combined 12 of 56 from three, which is 26.4%. I mean, maybe Mark, and, Cuban,
1: maybe Mark Cuban meant he's untouchable and that nobody won.
2: And in, in addition to this, he has four of those 12 games he has scored in double figures, which, you know, that's a third of the games that might seem like that's, you know, is what it is. But for a starter on a contender, but also in four of those 12 games, he scored five or less points. So he has been equally likely to score five or less points as to score in double figures, despite being. Look, a, man. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> despite being a high, a, a low to mid 30 minute per game player on a team that fancies itself as a contender. I love Dorian. Uh, I am not usually one to crap on him. I specifically wrote a piece about how we shouldn't trade him uh, yeah. just to trade him. So I am willing to but you just you have to all of and I'm a big fan of all of the good things he does I understand but at some point you have to produce like no matter what else what intangibles and everything you have to have tangibles too and it's just he he's just not producing right now um and they've got to do better and then Luca I feel like other than today I mean not just today but I feel like as his offense has come back he's felt less responsibility to play as well on um, as he had done.
1: That is a good take that we can't possibly back up by data, but I
10: love it.
2: And I mean, because I really feel like he knew he wasn't hitting any shots, and so he felt like, hey, i got to make up for it and play better defense, which sure, he is our, sure. he's our biggest wing, and he's super long, and I mean, he always got beat some, but he was doing a better job. And as he's turned back into Luka offensively, he's been like, eh, I'm good, y'all can play defense. And so that's all I've got for today. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. My my beef
1: with Dorian is not that I think he's bad. In fact, I Dorian's probably the player I was the most wrong about over a period of years. And you gotta understand, I watched this guy miss shot after shot after shot at three straight summer leagues. Like he sucked. But then he all of a sudden he became a thirty eight three points percent shooter. And he's, you know, they don't treat him like the only defender on the team anymore, which helps a lot. But I will continue to use this analogy. He gives me strong DeMarco Murray vibes of a guy that the Mavericks, much like the Cowboys who just rode Murray into the ground. I just think Dorian's going to age like a banana left on the countertop. He he just, like him and Maxi look, spent. And it's just, it's a, it's a depth issue. It's very, very frustrating because I like these guys. I don't want to say that they suck because I don't think they suck. I think they're being asked to do too much and it is my constant beef with this team where you know cuban even said when he dm'd a bunch of you chuckleheads and gave you tickets during the season we just need more time to see these guys together i've seen fucking seen them i've seen them they've been together since before the pandemic the pandemic's been going on for a thousand years that's how long all these players have been on the mavericks good christ Ugh. okay coming up next we have
7: friend of the show mr dodang how Mr. Dang, hit that unmute button. We missed. Hey,
11: Kirk, can you I hear can.
7: Me? Thank you.
11: Sorry about that. Yeah, it's just a general lack of leadership, you know, and that all centers around no veteran leadership. You know, secondly, our coaching staff, when you have the void of a of veteran leadership, then the coaching staff needs to take over and fill that void. And I'm tired of Kid not asserting himself, you know. He was supposed to be a great leader when he was playing, but it didn't seem like that really transpired. Especially the late game decisions. Oh my god, holy! Mm. That was horrific. You know, Luca. If Luca's not going to play damn defense in the very end, and he hadn't been playing it all game, sit his ass down. You know.
1: Yeah, having Luca in the game for a defensive possession is actually really weird. Now that you say that out loud.
11: You know, we still had a timeout we could call. You know, after that, if we would have gotten the rebound back, you know, defended that that last field goal correctly, we could have called the timeout and put Luka back in for offense. I don't understand that decision at all. You know? Yeah. You know, it's on burning the same damn people. I would have loved to see more Frankie. I would have loved to see Pinson even. I would have loved to see well,
1: Penson was doing more coaching than than Jason Kidd. I don't know if anybody ever saw him on the sidelines. He was mic'd up, and so he knew he was kind of on camera. But he was, like, pacing up and down the sidelines at a point, and I'm just like, "What? what is he-?
11: Yeah, he should, at least showed he carried a little bit. You know, you'd think that, Kidd, I mean, it's one thing to be calm and cool collected, but you got to protect your players. It's just like if they're getting fouled like that, you take that technical for two reasons: to make a statement that you're protecting the players, and to give your team a breather. You know that made no sense. He keeps on, you know. It's one, and then somebody's got to fucking talk to Luca. I swear, you know, he's his own worst enemy. And we don't have anybody else to talk to him except for the coach. That's what the coach needs to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Frustrating loss. You doing okay today otherwise, though? Uh,
11: yeah. yeah, yeah. Some days good, some days bad. But just glad to be on this earth right now.
1: That's right, man. Well, I'm glad you're with us, too. Do you got anything else?
11: No, sir. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my God, I needed a vent.
1: Good. Hope you feel better. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Dang just reminded me of one of my favorite songs from high school my Own Worst Enemy by the band Lit. Really recommend it. Um, okay, coming up next, Tim, you've been waiting a while. What's up, my friend? Oh,
12: hey. Uh, hey, Kirk, how's
1: yeah, it going? It's okay now. I'm, I'm like, we're at the 40-minute mark, so now all my piss and vinegar is spent, and I'm just kind of tired. Yeah, I don't
12: I, – I was more mad about 40 minutes ago as well. But, uh, yeah, um, I guess – you know, we haven't mentioned THJ being out, and I think despite the fact that he is, you know, not having a very good year, uh, the fact that he's out for the season, you know, you're kind of seeing, like, we got to get another, like, microwave scorer off the bench, uh, either in the buyout market or the trade deadline, because, I mean, they're just, they just got nothing on their bench. They got nobody who can who can hit a shot reliably. And you can see that and how the Thunder were playing Luca and Jalen just double and triple teaming.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure where they go there. Um, most of my de- desire for Goran Dragic has to be for like the coach on the, like the, the player, the sort of like in between the JJ Barea role, but I don't actually have a lot of expectations for his production. A lot of, people have pointed out how rough he was in early minutes with the, um, with the Raptors. Uh, and, and I get it. And I just don't see what sort of a, a playmaker people they could really go find on the trade market. I mean, they're just so hamstrung and I at once like, I waffle between kicking the shit out of them for, for the fact that they're in this position by their own, you know, by Cubans decision-making um, but it's also it's like if you go get Luca, you give a first pick, you go get Porzingis, you give two more first round picks. They're still like digging themselves out from under that asset hole because Porzingis is really the alpha and omega between why this team isn't where they they hopes to be. Because, you know, if if you're not getting enough out of your 30 million dollar player, everything else is kind of tertiary. Uh, Tim Bing hurt really stinks. But it's not the it's not the you know like like Bullock getting more opportunities is is I actually think pretty good for this team because Bullock is doing he's just shooting that's all he does is he shoots it's fine um, I'm not sure if they can find anything else I mean it's it's you know like the the Trey Burke signing years ago was bad uh, because he is bad I'm glad he's really good in Orlando but that's about all he gives this team yeah um,
12: yeah I mean they're really limited um, and I I don't know. I mean I I see Maxie out there and Maxie's really painful to watch these days. Um but I don't know. I was hoping Got the yips,
1: maybe, man. What's that? Awful.
12: God, it's it's rough. He looks scared to shoot. Um and that's literally all he can do on offense, so it's kind of it's kinda of rough. Um yeah, I don't know. Um I, I hope they I hope they can figure something out with their trade exception and maybe like a second round pick. Um but I mean options are limited. Um but
1: yeah, that's that's all I got really. Well thanks for joining us, Tim. Hope you come
7: back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Tyler, what's up, my guy? Tyler, it's the unmute button. What do you got for us tonight? His his
1: avatar is Luca looking sadly at the ground, so maybe he's having a hard time finding the unmute
5: button. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk, I was in the chat and got way lost in it. Uh how are we're you doing? I'm a- <sighs> um, well I, I agree with a lot of uh what was said tonight. Um a lot of a lot of the points were kind of taken from me, but uh, repeat them. I
1: don't mind, it's therapy. <laughs>
5: well uh i I admittedly I caught the first half of the game and and then I had some stuff going on at work and I couldn't really catch the second or and then I tried to pull up my stream again, and we have weather here I'm in Nashville, and we had a bunch of weather and I don't know what happened i couldn't couldn't pull it up so I kind of I missed what I was watching on the uh ESPN gamecast, but um w- what happened with Dwight? Uh, he had uh, he four fouls in thirteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I saw he had all. The, like, I saw the fouls, but it, he didn't. It looked like he didn't play at all in the second half. No, and it, it
1: became a game where the Mavericks just elected to go very small because Powell was so just functionally worthless in thirteen minutes to where I the kid just decided it wasn't. A, it wasn't a. Uh... Yeah, I mean.
7: Well,
5: I, I think um, I maybe from looking at it earlier, uh, the box score, but 13 minutes, one rebound. It's crazy the how we were getting dominated in the boards in the first half and really the whole game uh, against a team that really doesn't have a center.
1: Uh, nope. It was rough. I mean, it's had, the second game in a row where that's happened.
5: Yeah. Um, I mean, Dwight Powell's the starting center, had one rebound in 13 minutes. Uh, no one else really even rebounded well. I guess Bullock had, like, eight, or I think. Um, but, like, we were getting out-rebounded by Diakide <laughs> and Mike Muscala. Um, but this, to me, this is, like, the perfect game um, where our shooters cannot hit shit. Dorian couldn't hit anything. Maxi's struggling again. Um, I mean, he hit two, but still just not looking good. Um, and, like, Luca was really our only effective scorer. Uh, this would have been a perfect game to throw in Boban uh, to get some rebounds, try to control the boards a little bit better. And when no- nothing else is working, like his purr is crazy. Like he can just get some points and give us some energy, which we really needed. I thought uh,
1: the energy point is interesting to me because we're at that point in the season where teams, like this happened to the Cavaliers tonight, where teams are just sort of out of gas, but they have to make it two more weeks. And so that's where Luca's both frustration and bitching and everything really rises to the top of everybody's unhappiness power rankings because he's the one, even though it's not fair, he's the one that has to lead them through it, and he didn't. And it, it, you know... The, the the greatest, like the people who and I don't mean that as like the darkest of criticisms, but it's just it's it's you you expect more out of your of, of your superstar even though he gives you forty, ten and six. So it's 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 a frustrating loss.
5: Yeah. Um you know, there's there's gotta be a point where Luca we we gotta we gotta somehow convince Luca that he's not too good to play defense. Um, it, it feels like he just feels like he's above that. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of James Harden. Um, I mean, I know he he dominates the ball and he, he uses a lot of energy, but man, um, there's a lot of times this season where he's just a huge liability, like minus 17 tonight.
7: Um, yeah.
5: And um, the uh, how, how someone someone else mentioned, or I think a couple times that. You know, kid probably should have really got upset with the referees and gotten a tech. Um, I would have also liked to see some of the players like maybe push someone on the other team or get get fired up or something. Like we, I said this before, like and I think someone else mentioned in the chat when I said it, like a milk duds or something. Like we just got a bunch of marshmallows on this team, and like <laughs> I really want someone to get fired up and just shove somebody and uh, take a tech and get, get fired up. Um, And then as far as, uh, you know, I'm just kind of getting more and more like frustrated with this team um, and more accepting of the fact, like I had high hopes early in the season. And like you said earlier, like Finney Smith and Maxie just look spent. um, And they are getting a little older. I think they're like 29 or 30. Um, like I had high hopes, but I'm just kind of coming to the realization and acceptance that we are kind of like a secondary organization, like a second tier. Uh, like, you look around the league and you got teams like the Heat, who their star players are in and out, and they got guys like Max Struess and Yurt Seven and um, guys producing. And uh, like Denver's able to keep float with a bunch of just guys to find Uh, all around the league. The good teams are doing this. Like even Brooklyn. um, There's a bunch of teams that are doing pretty good with, without their star players. And and we're just like, it's just a bad, we we don't like the scouting. Like, Well, because Mark Cuban has the patience of an infant. Yeah. He's like watching a golden retriever
1: puppy play with toys. Team building has four – okay, so you have your drafting, which the Mavericks don't care about. You mm-hmm. have internal development, which they place too much emphasis on. They have free agency, which they ab- they objectively suck at. Like, I love my friends. Like, my dude Dalton Trigg, he used to write for us in Mavericks ball. I love that guy to pieces. His ability to see sunshine in in the depths of hell is one of the things that makes him such a great guy to follow and really talk hoops with. But, like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind where there's a bunch of stuff over the summer. It's like, could the Mavericks do this? The answer, my friends, is no. They can't because they haven't. I need these things to happen a time or two before we talk about what the Mavericks could do. That's why, I mean, I went on Tim Cato's podcast last night on The Athletic and basically said, I don't care about this anymore. Not the team, but, like, free or the draft or uh um, the trade deadline, because it's like, nothing's going to happen. You know, even with all this stuff, they're still going to double down and Mark's going to talk about with his bad haircut about how cool all that Yeah, we just really got to see how this team comes together. And you know what? The reason they're going to come together is because Luka Doncic is fucking awesome. Even when he drives us crazy, that's kind of the be
7: all.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah, it all starts with Mark for sure. Um, and it, we do have Luca, uh, which, you know, like your, your piece that you wrote the other day, um, you know, we got kind of lucky on that, like you've said before. Um, that's the hard part. But, man, everywhere else, like as far as trades go, I think um, we can't really do anything because of Chris So I think if we're going to try to do anything, we're going to have to try to bite the bullet on that and just get what we can and move on from that uh, contract and, and all that cap space being taken up. Uh, I don't really, yeah, I don't really see us doing anything in the trade market or though. And I I don't really pay attention to that too much. I'm just, you know, Josh Green is not turning out to be, I mean, it's just frustrating. Passing up on Desmond Bain, Donovan Mitchell for uh, Smith. uh, We just passed up on a lot of opportunities and, you know, I don't know how we we I mean we had Dirk and we're able to put some decent groups around him uh, with Donnie Nelson, Um, but I don't know. I'm just starting to accept the fact that we're just not that great of an organization.
1: Um, Nope, and they they've just you know they have sold themselves like you know you talk about being great for so long, and when you have like the backing of Dirk. Who, you know, is willing to go out there and be a sacrificial lamb. And you have a local media apparatus, which is, you know, the Mavericks are third to the Cowboys and the Rangers. Um, We don't want to hear that. Those of us are local, but it's true. Like, there's just a bigger fan base for baseball than there is for basketball. And so there's just not really there's not a lot of critical analysis that go, goes on. And for years, you know, you know, I, my, my friend Mike Fisher would talk about like this Dallas brain trust, like it mattered. And it's because people had Cuban's ear. Like, I don't talk to those guys. I could send Mark an email. He would probably respond. But I don't want to because what he has to say is not really of value to me. So it's like everybody just kind of has to understand that a lot of the information that gets put out to the mavs, you know, consuming public is information that's been washed through this, you know, PR thing where it's like talking about the Mavericks are good at everything. Luca is the hard part. We've said that for two years, maybe three, and so now they have to figure out the tertiary pieces and what and and they wasted his rookie contract is what they did,
2: and it's just,
5: yeah. Um, and the last thing I'll I'll uh, say is, uh, you know, I've mentioned kid like, costing us some games before. Tonight seems like another one with some late-game decisions uh, that I've heard mentioned. Um, But, I mean, has it ever in history been a coach who talks like an absolute dumbass but was a good coach? I mean, the stuff he says is just ridiculous. Um, So, I don't know. I don't. I don't see how we can Well, all improve. coach
1: stuff is all coach stuff is hard to be frustrated by, or, you know, to, it, cause it's like they have to like, they're, they're mandated by like CBA and by rules to talk. And Carlisle was very um, precise in what he used to say kid has a, is almost a different strategy where he floods the zone. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to make like a Donald Trump comparison, but like he says so much stuff that at a certain point, it's kind of like, well, what stuff is he saying that matters?
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm just, I don't see how kids going to improve our situation. Um, I'm pretty pessimistic about that whole situation, and, and about the team in general, um, but I do appreciate you being the one who, uh, I can't remember the phrase you just used, but uh, questions, um, questions the organization and uh, I appreciate what you do, Kirk. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing, Tyler. Talk soon. Okay,
7: coming close to midnight. Let's fly through some folks. Um, Lyndon, you've been patiently. Hello, can you hear me? I can. You it? sound good. Yeah, this this was this one was a bad one. Um, I don't know.
13: It was just it's it's a couple of things that I thought about. One of the main things that I feel like people are kind of neglecting is is that the reason why this looks kind of out of whack is because the Mavs pay somebody $30 million and he's rarely ever available.
7: Mm-hmm. Like,
13: he's there in his suits, his beautifully tailored suits, but it's like, the reason why Maxi and Dorian are being grinded to dust is because... Someone is, they're supposed to be way down on the pecking order of defensive and offensive responsibilities. They've been grinded to dust because the second best player, the alleged second best player is, is rarely ever available. Also, I, I, I kind of, I kind of push back on your criticisms of the Jason Kidd as a coach, but I'm beginning to come around because the offense is gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. Sure. And one of my issues with the offense is that I don't know if they do this on purpose, but do you remember how the Rockets ran offense when they had CPP and Harden, where they would just kind of alternate, like run yes. or alternate and
7: want to stand on the side? That's spot. what Luka and Bronson did. Are,
13: and and is, does that make any sense? Are those two guys the level of shooters? Of, of those two guys, does that it doesn't make any sense? No, at it's all.
1: it's maddening. They should run like vice. They should run pick and rolls with the two of them exchanging positions. Every- m- m-
13: my thing is, these two guys neither are are that elite of like isolation scorers on a regular consistent basis to be doing this every night. Like, whose idea is to run like that the the old Rockets offense?
1: I don't know, man. I think, I, I think they have a hard time with Luca getting him to do certain things off-ball, but that's what happens when you pay a guy $207 million and don't make him do any of this stuff.
13: See, Kirk, I would agree with that, except when Luca has the ball, they put Jalen Brunson on the yep. corner, damn near touching the team's bench.
1: Why is the he not setting the screens corner? the way Seth Curry used to set screens for him? I...
13: I... It, the, the offense looks terrible. I think also this team, and it's sad in terms of roster building. This team has one credible, consistent three point shooter available to, to 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 the to these rotations.
7: Who is it at and the moment? I don't. It's Reggie. Right now, isn't that wild for how bad he was? And it's like that's that's in in this NBA, you can't
13: have this many people who are unwilling or not. Consistently good three point shooters. It's flawed. This team has one good rebounder, Kirk. Who is he? Luca. <laughs> That's the only good rebounder. And 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 this team has like ten thousand centers, and Luca's the best rebounder. But then Luca does not like to box out, but he is the best rebounder on this team. This this, this this and this team simply, when I look at it, this team has almost like so little perimeter, like anything. I watched Trey Mann, uh, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, and Darius Baisley all alternate attacking from the perimeter. Yep. Can, do the maps have four people that can that can attack? From the perimeter? No, I mean no like like
1: Dorian that. does a pretty good job tonight. Was really bad for him, but it's like Dorian's probably the third one
7: after Brunson.
1: Yeah,
13: and I think also I have an issue with kid not being. Being too laid back. He's not being a server. Sure. You're allowing, he's allowing the offense one to do that nonsense old Rockets. But also this team is beginning to go back to not playing with any pace. Like they're not they're like they're, they're playing like legit like Euro league basketball where we walk the ball up the court and we're setting up a play every single time. And it's like you get giving the team a chance to set up every time is making it hard for everyone easy points are good for everybody. And kid, even like Rick Carla would be like, go, go, go. Kid just watches yeah. them. And I'm just like, I mean,
1: that, that was a big Zach low point the other day where he's like, this
7: team desperately needs five to eight easy points a night. And they just. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my final point is well, second. The final point is the Josh
1: green experiment Needs to end, right? I'm not sure, but he's Josh weird. Green. He's not helpful. He's not it, it, like there's t- very. We've had a few really good games, and there's not so many atrocious games, but it's a lot of like
7: aimless, like children's YMCA ball running around like a lunatic. Uh, the way I look at it is this, right? Josh
13: Green, though he's not terrible, I want the experiment to end because of the roster put together. Mm. Josh Green. Can only be optimized, op- optimize if he has shooting. Sure,
1: momentum. like a rim runner.
13: He can. It's he has to be the only non-shooter sh- because if you watch the Thunder, they're like they snag off of him like he's Dream on Green. They weren't even guarding. Yeah, him. and I'm noticing teams doing that. They're not even guarding him at all. And for that to work, he has to have the ball in his hands, and there has to be
7: spacing around yep. him. And it's just, it's just. This team has like a real dearth in talent. Sure. And,
13: and I, 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 push, I really, I push back on some of my friends and people that I've talked to about the maps for years about that. But I think like the state that Maxi is in right now, in terms of just like physically being grinded down, Dorian as well, this team lacks like talent. And it just, it was, this was terrible. I'm not even going to get on look with tonight. Because on the list of things, Luka was horrendous defensively. But on the list of things that made me like, wow, this is terrible, Luka was at the bottom.
1: This was this was a terrible showing for the lack of talent on this
13: team. Sure.
7: It
1: was I bad. can see that. And, you, and, and people, for if you don't join every night – Linden kicked the shit out of Luca against the the Orla, after the Orlando game, like very critical. So so I I, I tend to agree with you. I, I I would put like refs at the very bottom, even though they made me mad. Second from the bottom is Luca, and then it's just like, hey, you know, you can't play Dorian forty two minutes and him.
13: Yeah, it's just like this team doesn't have shooting, and but also Kirk, the refs were pretty bad because Marcus <laughs> Chris mentioned to me that was very true. What he said. That play broke his leg. That's, that's that not was a joke. dangerous play. Like there were
1: three or four plays like that. I don't understand how ref no ref called a foul on any one of.
13: Yeah, Diakite kept on like when they're going for lobbs. He's like, he's be- like backing into people's legs in the air, and it's like, guys, that's really dangerous. These guys are big people jumping high. Man, it was bad. But, no. but my, my last thing, Kirk, and I, I, I don't want to hear any more trade talk. The focus should be on how can we flush this and start over. The roster construction is bad. You have to flush this. I problem.
1: don't know if they can, though. I mean, Tim McMahon pointed out the other day where he's just like, if you take a step back, you're planting seeds of doubt in Luca's head. And the only way they do that is if Luca wants to take a step back. I- they need to.
13: And And also... I, I think the idea that bringing Goran Trogic to speak to Luka, I think that is more a Luka problem. Because if there's only one guy who can get him to kind of adjust his behavior, that's an issue. <laughs> he, he, just need, he just needs to see like a therapist or something. I uh-huh. know, it's not even like yelling. Just like sit down with somebody and talk
1: out like, why wow, you can't control yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get that for sure. Well, thanks for joining, Wendon. Thanks, Greg. All right. Talk soon. Okay. Let's fly through a couple more people. And then I got to go to bed. It's late. Um,
7: Nick, you've been waiting a while. What's up, buddy? Hit the unmute button there on the main page and it'll let you chat. Uh, maybe Nick didn't remember joining or he's been
1: waiting. Hey, there we go. How we doing, Nick? maybe not. All right. Uh coming up next,
7: Emmanuel. What's happening? Welcome. Thanks. Did my AirPods die? Maybe that's part of the problem. Um all right. Looks
1: like we're about out of folks that uh, were maybe going to join us. Oh, hey Greg. What's up Greg? You can get the final word.
8: Kirk, can you hear me? I can. All right. So I, I sent this at the beginning of the chat, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, Dort is the first player since Dirk to have zero points in the fourth quarter and have 14 or more points in overtime mm-hmm. in a game. Mm-hmm. That just, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid have to have a player spill water on him again or Coke or something. I mean... It's just crazy, right, right now, how that's going, and I don't know how they get out. I mean, I don't know any about. I haven't followed the trade stuff at all. Like who's available for the Mavs and who who's not. But um, I kind of think with this play-in term, it seems everyone thinks they're in it still, and like the Kings still think they're in it and other teams still think they're in it. And it just makes things impossible to figure out how to gauge a market for players.
1: That is exactly true. That's a great insight where instead of having, let's say the bottom. So you got what? Uh, 14 teams. You really only have the bottom 10 teams because everybody
7: still wants to do it. So that's, that's a good point. There's not, there's not the market. Yeah. Oh crap! Yeah, I thought it's just like it's just when you watch watch that you you just don't know
8: what the teams are after, and if you need to trade. Like I don't want Brunson traded. I don't know if he's even available. I haven't followed anything. You don't know if a lower team would even what they would even give you. I don't even know what the market is it's just weird right now and then you got the, the sixers and hawks upcoming you don't even know what the market is it's just kind of crazy
1: well no i know it's it's going to be something um thank you for joining us you got anything else
8: no uh, that's it i just thought i'd let you know thank you for your time as well no problem Kirk. buddy talk soon
1: Okay, we're going to try Nick again, because Nick wanted to come up on stage and couldn't find the unmute button. So what you do there is, instead of being in the chat, you hit the arrow in the top left. There you go. Yeah,
14: how are we doing? I think I found you. I'm good. How are you, Kirk?
1: I'm great. Thanks for joining us.
14: Hey, man, I just wanted to say how funny and ironic, uh, I don't know if funny is the right word, but how this game found on fell on Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I just keep thinking of the movie. And it's the same shit. It was the same shit from Sunday night. Fourth quarter rolled along. We didn't score a basket for like, what, four or five minutes. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And in a bigger picture, it's the same shit happening the last two or three years. I know Mavs fans, I listen to the show a lot, get down when they lose. They're like, blow it up. Let's trade. Um, I don't know. I've got an angel on one shoulder, a devil on the other, I think. You know, we gotta keep it together. We've had a great defense over the last what six weeks. It best well, the last NBA? five games have been bad. Yeah. Over yeah. But in the last month or so we've been on fire defensively, and I think we gotta keep working with, with what we got. But damn, it feels like, yeah, groundhog day. It's like the the same song every morning, the same shit happening to us. Anyway, it's been a long night. That's all I got to say. Thanks for inviting me up.
1: Sure thing, Nick. Thanks for joining. Hope you come back. It is very much uh, the Groundhog Day type game. And just before we close out, the uh, the Mads Moneyball connection to the wonderful film, Groundhog Day. Andrew Tobolowski, for those of you longtime Mads Moneyball readers, uh, Andrew, Andy Tobo on Twitter, Andrew Tobolowski was his, you know, his pen name he used to write for Mads Moneyball. And now he's currently a professor. Uh, in Virginia. His uncle, Stephen Tobolowsky, is Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. Great film. Recommend it for everybody. Um, all right, folks. Thanks for hanging out over an hour. Good time. You know, well, not really a good time, but, you know, misery loves company. Thanks so much. Uh, we will be back on Friday night. Everybody be good. Talk soon.
7: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.